The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Brandon Peters show. It's been eleven years. Uh, have gone by in scream scream time, uh, and we're about to return to Woodsboro again for scream parentheses twenty twenty two, and uh, back again for more. We have Greg Magoon, hello, and Jessica Alsman. Hey hey hey. <laughs> And no Deputy Judy become sheriff. No, we don't have oh. that with that. But we're here for Scream, uh, the the latest installment for a, a hot week. Well, this is our days when this comes out, this episode um, from 2022. Uh, delayed because it was supposed to be 2020, was it? Or 2021? It got delayed because yeah. of COVID. I know that. This is one of those, this is one of the first like, Fuck it, we're coming out. Because there was like the uh, Omicron variant was during this time. There was talk of, yeah. should they move? Should they? they said, nope, we're into it. And paid off. Made a lot of money off this movie. But let's get into it. Hello? Sid, it's happening. Three attacks so far. Well... His link is to our past, it ends here. I've seen this movie before. Not this movie, Sydney. Scream. Rated R. This one is directed by Matt Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillette. Is it Gillette? 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 Written by James Vaderbilt and Guy Busick. Starring Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Jack Quaid, Mikey Madison, Dylan Minnette, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Sonia Marr, Marley Shelton, Heather Matarazzo, Skeet Ulrich with David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and Nev Campbell. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. And I will tell you one of the weirdest things as a Scream fan, horror fan, this one does not have the Dimension Films logo to open it. For the better. Uh, For the best, but always, mm -hmm. that Dimension Films always said to me, ooh, we're about to see a spooky movie, probably a Scream one, or a Halloween movie, or Children of the Corn, or Hellraiser, any of those, but it was like a signifier of horror, which kids today probably have like the Twisted Productions or the Blumhouse logos that are really cool. But that Dimension Films, nothing, it wasn't like overdone. It was just the perfect amount of simplicity of that purple. And yeah. then just, but not here. And it's okay because I like the way this, the phone rings and just house. Yeah. Really cool. So. 
a year ago, <laughs> Jessica, oh where were you at with your thoughts on another Scream coming out? I was excited. I saw the entire cast, uh, you know, who all is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I love Jack Quaid. Um, and was this the poster that said the killer's on the poster? Yes. Like, Everyone's yeah. on it. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I love it. I'm going to figure this out. I'm in. And I was at the theater and I loved it. I couldn't wait. But then the only thing I could stare at or pay attention to was all the lip injections that every woman on screen had mm-hmm. that I went home questioning if I should try lip injections or if I just couldn't stop staring at it because it's like every single girl, you guys are all in high school. Come on. Whatever. But I digress. Um, I Uh, freaking loved it. I loved it. I fell in love with Jenna Ortega. I'm like, holy crap. I love this little spunky thing. I didn't even know how old she was because she was so tiny. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, this is like a 13 or 14 year old girl. Like, holy crap or whatever she's supposed to be. The only one proper age in the cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, she did so great. But I absolutely loved it. And uh I loved everything. I was okay with Dewey dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um someone had to die, you know? And uh and then it leads to uh, a nice little maybe Gale changes because of it. It just made me sad that they weren't still together, but I don't know. There's a, I, I, I kind of, we'll get into it later, but I, I like, I get the meta reason why it's like that. So, okay. yeah. but, um, I, just I want, really enjoy the story. I, I want to say properly, the funny thing is, so the big camp, it was like the killers on the poster. Properly, uh, the killer had never been on the poster before. They had, the the screen poster we talk about with the you know that was later that was this, like a re-release poster for it the original was just the thing like that oh yeah scream two did not have Oliphant or Metcalf on the poster scream three did not have Foley on the poster scream four's poster was uh, did not have characters on it. The, yeah. the and then when it came on home video, they made one that looked like Scream Three and with the people and stuff, and that had Emma Roberts on it. Um, but properly, in like initial marketing push, the killer had never been on the poster before. And then they threw yeah. every character on there and said, "Killer's on the poster," and a ghost face too, just to be a jackass. <laughs> you know, like, I bet it's ghost face. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Greg. Oh man, I don't even want to relive um, where I was last year at this time. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah, dark I, place, yeah. very, very dark place. Um, but I did see the your scream the, self, your scream self. Yeah, um, I I did see it the day it came out. This was literally one of the only functional things that like pushed me to get out of bed. My anticipation for this movie <laughs> to be a coherent human. Um, so thank you, scream. Uh, 2022 for giving me some willpower to live uh, through last year. Um, and that sounds really dramatic, but that is actually an understatement of where I was last year at this time. Um, I even dragged a friend because of like how dark of a place I was in. Um, I didn't really talk to many people locally because my closest people didn't live around me. Um, but that I reconnected with um, a friend who I went to high school with who isn't familiar with the Scream franchise, who doesn't even like horror movies. But uh, given my state of the world, 
Uh, she agreed to go with me, um, so I would not go by myself because she knew I wasn't going to miss it. Um, nor did she think I could actually function going by myself. So I dragged her to it. And you know what? For somebody who doesn't know the screen movies, walked out of that going, it was all right. Um, so I'm impressed without any context. She liked it. Mm. And I kind of devoured it more than probably a normal human would have at the time um, because I needed something to preoccupy my mind. So I like overanalyzed and thought about it. But in general, I was going to love it no matter what. So it kind of went in there as just being like, it's something I love. It's Scream. I accept it no matter what it is. If whoever dies, I don't care. I'm in it. So I kind of went in with a bias of I'm just going to love it. Um, but we'll talk about kind of my thoughts now, having seen it at least six or seven times now. Gotcha. Um, since then. Yeah, I and you know where I was with this, Greg, because we talked about it a lot leading up to it because I was, you know, Noah's Craven. No, yeah. we, no, 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 uh, Kevin Williamson. Granted, his name's on as a producer, but come on. Um, you know, and I'm, I was worried. And there's all these nos- member berries nostalgia movies nowadays, yeah, and stuff like that. And I didn't like, and it's still in the movie. The, the, the line I hate is like, oh, I'm sitting Prescott, of course, I have a fucking gun. Like, eh, <laughs> okay. I, and I was worried about delving into fan fiction. And all that stuff, and I was like, I was really just like, oh man. Um, and then I saw it, and I liked it a lot. I saw it opening night, and then I went again uh, a week later because uh, uh, I took my son to it because he'd been watching them all, and I went and saw the new one just to make sure. Because, you know, it had been 11 years. They let a lot more shit fly in movies every decade you go to. So I went and saw I was like, okay, you can see this. I took him to it. And we had, like, because of the way, like, COVID is, you know, theaters at the time, it was still, like, very early into, like, the first year of people going. It hadn't even been a year since many people had been going back to the theater. And we had a private screening of Scream. Oh, wow. So next one, it was just him and me. And I I was like, okay, this is going to be the... the viewing where I had things I wanted to look for in it. Um, and I was like, this is going to be where the crack shows. So, and I like did even more the second time around. So, um, and now I'm psyched about scream. So unlike when Terminator three came out and I hate, I, this is the second time I've compared them to Terminators. I apologize. Cause they're not Terminator three came out. I was like, Oh my God, why are they just leave it? If James Cameron doesn't want to do it. There's no story to tell. Don't do it. And I saw Terminator 3, which is not as good as Terminator or Terminator 2, but I was like, okay, that was fine. That was good. You did it. Cash your check. Run. Don't make any more. Just fucking stop. You you, you didn't fuck up. Granted, I have this different opinion. I know there's a lot of people who hate Terminator 3. Where it's like, you fucked it. Just, just stop. Don't make more. This was Scream 2022. I'm like, give me four more. Let's do this. I was very happy um, with it because... I think, and where the problem was last time where I said, the, the last one was afraid to hand over the movie to the younger kids. This one did it. And this one gave us a lot of good new characters. A lot of, like, I like these kids and doesn't oversaturate the legacy characters um, into it. It does have some member berry stuff. It's very light, though, and some of it's, like, corny enough to be like, oh, okay. Uh, some A lot of it's brilliant. And not distracting, and I I just like how this movie flows. It goes. It's it's very clever with 
it feels like Scream, which is really weird. Like it feels like the perfect. It's reflecting on horror, embracing the horror, turning the tropes around of what they're talking about. Um, the last one had to be prophetic, which is weird. So we didn't understand stuff at the time where we're going, but this one's like, yeah, where are we at in horror? People like horror right now. They're using the elevated horror term, which is bullshit. Anyway, um, they have different sects of, they, they have fandoms like, oh, I like these stab, but I like these elevated horror stuff. Like it's in the moment of horror rather than scoffing at the moment of horror with things too. Um, yeah, and I like these new characters just as much. Like, I'm I'm invested in them and, like, sad to see some of them go. Even down to Kyle Gallner as the gruel, grubby-looking townsfolk, Vince, <laughs> cracks me up. He's like, see you later, sweetheart. <laughs> and, he's like, and then he's, Peter's like, fuck this bar, man. And I'm just like, I don't know why this character's dumb as fuck, but I'm cracking up at it. Like, it's... So out of place, like, uh, I, I don't know, props to Kyle Gallner. Like, he knows I, I have, uh, we have a similar friend, and he told him that I loved <laughs> this movie, and he sent me a message about it, but, like, yeah, I don't know what it was, but, oh, uh, I like that, but yeah, I, I'm on board, I'm like, it's, re- whereas the other ones were like, okay, okay, more scream, but this one was like, oh, this was it, this was like, it felt like so long since I was just fully on board and not like after I watch this a few more times, I'll warm up. It'll be one of the family, you know, it wasn't like that. I was like right away clicked with me. So I don't know. I mean, if scream four was filmed more like scream five scream four would have been better. Yeah. I will say that I like the grittier feel to this. With that being said, it is really funny that they like the promo or tag or whatever it was about Scream 2025 or 2025, 2022, Scream yeah. 5. Um, that they say like 25 years after the massacre. Well, technically, it's been 11 years because you're all forgetting that a massacre. Right. Yeah. Well, and they well, mention it. Well, they do talk about it. They're like, they every, do, but every 11 like, years. Yeah. But they, they, they do. But at the same time, though, it's like, it was pretty horrific back then. Yeah. With that being said, Woodsboro felt completely different in this new movie. Oh yeah. Like what is this weird bar pool hall thing that they <laughs> Well, it opened before? up. We saw new places of we saw new areas. But it just seemed I don't know. It just after the world that they built of like okay, here's what it is. Woodsboro in um Scream 4 felt like it was out of Stars Hollow, like Gilmore Girls. Like yeah, the yeah, Gilmore yeah, yeah. Girls, yep. like Woodsboro. And now we went back to, and the, like the original one kind of felt like small town. Dawson's Creek? Okay. Dawson's Creek a little bit. This one just felt a little more like backwoods. Like, not it's like towny, yeah. We're yeah, a different it side of town. Like the um, folks like, left, they're like, I'm over it. People keep getting killed. I don't want to get caught up in that. Yeah. I'm friends with the wrong which, person. I believe if, if like high school kids are throwing barn parties for stabathons every year, I feel like the town would eventually kind of disintegrate and become a little bit like questionable and seedy. Well, they are twisted. Uh, Remember was- Randy's sister, like, oh, you kids solving murders? Have some cookies. So Hi, everybody. <laughs> you yeah. kids have so- fun. You guys <laughs> have fun. I, I, I appreciate that. 
I feel like the evolution of this town, like there's either you're going to go into the extreme overhaul, but I feel like, yeah, after after the glossy stars hollow treatment of Woodsboro <laughs> 11 years later, they're like, we're not going through that again. I'm sorry. There's no gloss that can save this town. It's a free for all. Everybody there. We're living in purge times. Like, <laughs> bro, you're on your own. Good luck. Have way at it. But, you know, it's kind of nice to see the loyalty of the people. And it makes sense that the sheriff department would be questionable and like, that um uh, uh, uh judy would move up in the ranks and stuff like mm-hmm. that like it makes sense because those people would be invested in their town and they would be a little like there's nowhere else for them to go like right. you wonder why they're kind of doofy there or things aren't quite right is because there's nowhere else for them to go right um so i appreciate a lot of what they did with this movie but i do have a few mu- like major qualms about it with the but again doesn't change my love of it but it's just um, I don't know if we want to go in order of it or if we want to just jump into deaths or if we want to just start with the opening and go through um, up well, to you on how you want to talk. Opening. Um, well, well let's, let's hit the opening because Jenna Ortega is hot, so hot, right? This is the, this is the launch of her amazing 2022 right yep. here answering the phone. And this is a great callback. Like this is a great throwback to Scream. So whereas I was like, what is scream three what horror movie is it riffing what is i don't scream four is doing something there too scream scream is doing scream and before we get this remember the bitching about the title and they all had us for a fucking loop and it's brilliantly titled this you know because they always those legacy sequels just call it the same fucking thing as the other one and this is and they're going right back to six after this so it's I mean, when you see the movie, you're like, oh, I should never have bitched about that dumb title because it's one of the most brilliant things about the movie is calling yeah. it Scream. Um, I mean, so, it's better than putting a five where the S It was going to be five cream. Five cream. Yeah, five cream. <laughs> but five no, cream. But, uh, no I, I think the title, because everybody's like, oh, we're just calling it fucking Scream. Because like, like, oh. Halloween has called itself Halloween uh, and Halloween and uh, Halloween. So... Yeah. Uh, that's what is riffing on here. And so we get Ortega doing the callback to Scream uh, with this opening sequence. And I found like there is a nice little clue in the dialogue here about who's on the phone. I think it's Jack Quaid calling her while yeah. Amber attacks her. But yep. when he says, talking about her mom and saying, she's proud of making a fan out of you. Like, that's not something a fucking parent will. I'm like, like oh i'm so proud i made him like these things like that's such a fanboy aspiration stuff and there's a nice it's a nice genuine clue right there in that uh of that bullshit um that's like yeah so toxic fandom people say um but yeah she and she gets she survives that's like one of the cool cool little twists on this is that she she made she survives the attack which i've told greg my idea of like a cool thing is where what if they had a scream where they kill the killer in the opening and they got to figure out the rest of the movie who else is doing it like they yeah reveal somebody and they got to figure out okay well they're never alone and there's still somebody out there uh doing it but and um as i was telling brandon earlier too i was going okay if Jenna Ortega, if Tara could survive the opening of Scream 5, right. there is no reason that anybody, anyone could ever question 
Kirby not dying and being able to come back because Kirby was stabbed just twice. And poor Jenna, that girl was stabbed at the back, stabbed at the front, stabbed through the, the hand. And you know that the cops weren't going to show up immediately after she was attacked. So Jenna yeah. Ortega had to lie there for a hot minute when Kirby, mm -hmm. on the other hand, was stabbed twice. All that shit went down, but the cops were there really quickly afterwards because cops were already on their way to the house in Scream 4. Scream 5, Tara's on her own. Like, she is just bloody and wrecked and ruined. And if she survives, then I'm, I mean, I, Kirby lives. So, so I, I don't want to hear anybody complaining about Kirby being alive in, in six. Now that I like the more I watch five, I'm like, nope, Kirby got off easy compared to Tara. And, uh, Tara lived moments later. Well, and, and you know, the stock, so. the stock value of the big name in the opening sequence at, in January of 2022 by November of 22 rises even. <laughs> Like it's crazy, but yeah. And then we, you know, after the title comes up and it cuts to, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Jack. Oh nope, it's some new tune that sounds just like the Outcast song. It's got the same beat. I was thrown off by that, but. And one more thing about the opening too, that going back to the point that I said about four, mm -hmm. about how like sometimes they just don't do things quickly. And what I really liked about the Terra um, attack was um, she's on the phone and then there's that like, um, do you think you were able to lock the doors before or like something about the killer coming in yeah. and then just all of a sudden just stabs her in the gut. Yeah. And it's that quick, like I still kind of jump every time that happens. And I feel like no OO scene has actual like attack that quick more anticipation or there's like a jump scare where you just see him. But this is not just a jump scare. See, this is a jump scare and actual like blade inside moment right. that you don't typically get with uh, then it like carries on and it's just it's torture to watch so i really like that this one didn't waste any time and didn't have to do that cat mouse teasing thing it just went for it and um and i liked that like it, it's a very dark movie this opening was very yeah. dark what did she did she end up calling the cops or did she text the cops or was she texting amber like i don't remember how the cops even came or how someone found her I think she she sent a message to the cops or something. She caught she contacted yeah, some emergency she... thing. Okay. Um, while she's scrolling through, in which we also uh, during her trivia bit, we got some more stab cast members through her. Oh, not yeah. I, not IMDb IMDb. We have Alicia Silverstone played Tatum in it. Uh, Vince Vaughn played Stu. Craig Bierko played Cotton Weary. God. <laughs> We also get a new scene from Stab that we get to watch in the movie too. The uh, yeah, the, the Randy Rules scene, which I wish I looked up the actor. I'm like, please tell me he was in Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Please tell me he was not Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, because he wrote the I've got a guy who wrote a stagecoach from one episode of Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Did not happen. Oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, we get introduced uh, to my potential podcast doing Doctor Quinn. Yes. Uh. We get um, Sam Carpenter, our new um, final girl for this, who uh, Melissa Barrea, who I saw uh, the year before in uh, In the Heights, where she is absolutely wonderful. Um, and she's the love child of Billy from the first one um, and has these visions of him, which brings Skeet Ulrich back, which I think is a brilliant switch 
uh, because mm-hmm. everybody for years have been like, Stu, 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 yeah. Stu, 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 bring back Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard, but never talks about Skeet Ulrich. Like, dead as fuck. Like, leave him. They bring back Skeet Ulrich, which is a big surprise. De-aged yep. decently. Decent, decent effects there. Um, and I like this because it's, like, it ties back, like, the four out of the five movies have had something to do with Billy Loomis. We have the original where he's the killer. The second where it's the mom. The third one where it's the guy that instigated him to do the killings. And then now you have his daughter. So it's all like as much as Sydney, there's Billy Loomis draped over the scream series as well. Um, and she sure. always sees him in like what her visions or she constantly thinks she sees him or talks to him. Or he's talking to her and like Sydney mm-hmm. used to see stuff. So it's yeah. kind of a nice little... So because of the weird dream sequence in 3, this is okay. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, It's I'm weird like, she right. knows his voice, though. It's like, oh, have you heard, have you, heard of... you knew exactly what he was wearing, but I'm sure it's because of the movie. It's the movie, and there's the, you know, where they, they're watching the E! Hollywood story thing, and they've got a still frame of the movie as <laughs> his, like, shot. Like, yeah. So... Uh, her and yeah, so we meet Sam Carpenter, which John Carpenter, I get it, and we have a West to say to West Craven, um, and her boyfriend Richie, which is Jack Quaid, who brilliant in this movie because he's so damn likable and pulls off some really tough stuff well, uh, like in the end sequence of like bankability, uh, with things, and I it, he's along for he's funny like kind of dorkily charming but then there's like some twisted stuff i'm starting to notice or think about watching this like you remember the scene where she calls him and he's watching like youtube guys talk about stab Mm -hmm. and when you watch the movie originally and stuff you're like oh he's doing his research he's watching that regularly that's what he watches that's what he does he's a fan that's normal him just watching some YouTubers yak about Stab. I was like, holy shit. Like, you think you're watching, like, oh, he's doing all that research. No, that's what he does. He watches those things. He's like, oh, down to the next, the rabbit hole you talk about. That's what he's doing in that moment. He's not researching. He's just killing his free time doing that. And I was like, holy Um, shit, I never thought of that. Like, we caught, that is a scene of him being himself fully. And I was like, wow. So... Yeah, you're saying this, that he's like, with Dewey though, and he's like, "Oh man, he's a lot nicer in the movies." Oh no, it's when they first meet Dewey and they leave. Like, yeah, he's he's way more fun in the movies. Yeah, and it's like I thought you haven't seen all the movies, buddy. No, he was watching it. Remember, he was watching he Netflix was, in the yeah. hospital. All Remember, because he's like watching, but well, he'd seen the first. But he's like, and I love that mode of like, I, what were you doing? Was I, I? I was watching Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> and I love him and Amber accuse each other in that scene. She gives mm-hmm. him the little love eyes, though. Oh, yeah. I remember in the movie theater going, oh, she's suspect. And then I was like, ah, she, she's too boring. Well, she's too, well, she was a killer. I thought it, she was the boring one. She was killer in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it seemed like oh. sort of obvious. Like, yeah. So she uh, was also supposed to be Tara's, um, well, they cut it out, mm-hmm. or at least the details of it, Tara's um, girlfriend or lo- like love interest. Yeah. Well, Tara's supposed to be a lesbian. Um, yeah in this movie and Amber was supposed to be the love interest or girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or something related to that. They were supposed to be a couple. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got rid of the lesbian ishness of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I think would have helped if they. Well, I don't know if it would have helped or not. I mean, it kind of leaves it. I like it open that Amber can be more possessive of something she may not have. Like there's kind of that allows Amber. And the thing I like about Amber, like during the bar scene where they're all talking about stuff and how much they all like Sam and she's like, you realize all those kids grew up with Sam and like them. She moves in later. Probably. I don't think she's ever met Sam and has this cut and dry cold approach about Sam, which means like she has no problem pulling off all these killings and shit because Mm -hmm. they're all attached to one another. Why would any of them go after? And she's technically an outsider, even though she's probably been with them for a year or two. Like, that's it's kind of comes to fruition when you watch her talk about when they're all like talking about Sam babysitting them and all this like stuff. And she's like, yeah. And she's also the girl that left. All she knows is Sam from what Tara said. That's it. And it's kind of, that's how she's built her. Oh, I'm okay with pulling this wicked murder thing off, but she was supposed to kill Tara anyway. So do you think she wanted to kill Tara? I think she was supposed to. And that would have brought okay. Sam back and brought like, and they made a mistake and Tara's alive and they're dragging around that. Like, yeah, I, I think Tara's the I, cog that Tara's kind of a cog that screws up things a bit for them. Well, it really does at the end because yeah. then Tara gets like beats her with a thing um, or beats her with her crutch. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I mean, Tara surviving is a major plot twist but it just it makes her a suspect that's what it helps do too yeah i just i mean it's hard for me to believe that tara survived i know that they kept like saying like she was so lucky well yeah she was more than lucky in that situation i almost kind of it might have been a little bit more effective where it wasn't necessarily like a screw up and tara was supposed to die but there was like a noise or something coming and like Ghostface had to like book it out of there immediately and not like double check to see if she was dead per mm-hmm. se. Because like I don't know why why Amber would have I mean, maybe that could have happened, but it looked pretty final. But I just don't know why Amber wouldn't have like ensured that Tara was dead before mm-hmm. leaving. Like I feel like Tara would have had to have been pretty confident that she finished the job um before leaving. So I kind of wish there was something to say there was like a disruption, but I guess we have to believe that or whatever it may be, because it didn't seem like she was like stopping the stabbing anytime soon in that opening scene. You know what? I just realized as an asthmatic, I would turn around and go back to a death house for my inhaler if necessary, because it's very important. But she was getting stabbed in the back and her lungs like, holy crap, how does she not get anything punctured? Yeah. Um. So she'd have trouble breathing. But that's fine. The death house, which... It's an odd. House. It's an odd number scream movie. So the Mocker House is back, which I like how they move in and she just became obsessed with the house, and that's when it all began. Like Amber's obsession, I guess. She was probably obsessed before, and then when she found out where she was moving, it got bigger. Well, didn't they plan it to like move there? Like I thought that they knew it was like available, so they like made it so that they like. Well, her she, parents like, had to move her there. That's well, no, but I mean, like I think she like convinced, like she knew what it was, yeah. and like the parents to get that house. Yeah. I don't think it was like her parents stumbled on it. I mean, this was all a very well laid plan um, where Amber was like, wait, 
death house is available mom look at this fine real estate yep. it's a bargain and i love I mean, the murders it doesn't bother yeah. me does it bother you no we're part of history <laughs> come on and i love the way they shoot the house and stuff where you don't realize it's the house until it's sydney calls it till they have the address and they pull out yeah. and you're like oh fuck what ah! i love that <laughs> you're like in like, the doorway oh and they yeah come. they pull out and you're just like oh my gosh mm-hmm. oh wow and they're watching the scene on the couch from the scene with the thing oh like it's all crazy okay i love how they whipped up all these relatives of the original cast though and brought them in so you got what the twins well i like we don't know they're the meeks twins for the long well we don't know they're randy's you know niece and nephew for the longest time not until you get to the little cinema circle at his sister's house randy's sister's house with the Um, randy meeks memorial home theater and they get dewy yeah well, uh-huh. I so I like the twins. Like they point out stuff like the one, like when they're at the party, and he's like, "Yeah, why are you sitting here drinking, celebrating, watching our uncle, um, the thing that murdered our uncle on TV, and, and just enjoying it?" Like it's kind of like this weird thing where you know the youth separate from the past, and they weren't even probably they weren't even born when Randy Rimble. was killed, so um, they can see it in a different kind of like light she thinks it's cool that my uncle's based on a movie and uh all that but yeah okay so dewey i actually love what they've done with him here in a kind of a legacy sequel thing because you know what fanboys always want status quo status quo so guess what you get dewey and gail have separated but you also have to give reason for it and see what has happened to people because of it and then you give the logical reason and look at where he's at. He's this sad sap in a trailer, not in the police force. He's got his Tatum box sitting there. It's just it's... finally something to recognize Tatum. <laughs> right. But no photo in his wallet ever, anything. Nothing he, in the house. Just he whatever. still watches Gail on TV, just like he said in the first one where he used to watch her on the TV. Um, but like he still got his quips and stuff it's grizzled but like i think like arquette's given some of his career best work in this movie like it's really good and he's um well like when they show up they're like give me one good reason to talk to you i'm billy lewis's daughter that's a terrible reason for me to talk to you <laughs> and uh oh the, the, the uh the part where wes says he could be the killer he goes well you, maybe you're the killer because that cut deep like, that one was so funny even when he's texting Gail, he's like, hey, it's happening. Don't come back. Hope you're doing yeah. well. Smiley face. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have put the smiley face. Like, oh, just because he took a shower doesn't mean he should be carrying a gun. <laughs> and then uh, he, the thing is, the the Bruce is like, Dewey nails it in his one scene because he's like, never trust a love interest, Richie. Two, motives always connect to something in the past. I guess restoring the credibility of the first movie. Um and then three, the first victim has a friend group, the killer's part of Amber. And then the Meeks, the girl, uh, what's what's the female Meeks? What's her name? Um, she nails the motive about why they're doing it. Yeah. And it actually, like, you know, in another movie, it'd been like, it wouldn't quite be like, we're fans of movies doing it. It would just kind of fit in, but it really was that. Um what they're talking about it so like it's nailed right it's right there and then i love what jack quaid's like dewey nailed it in the first thing i can't believe it like he's like oh my gosh 
So you know, you sit here watching him through this movie, and it's it's just kind of it's kind of funny um, how they do Except that. Except the thing that kills him is the thing that he he can never do a headshot. He can never remember to do the headshot, even though mm-hmm. he's he's like, oh yeah, you gotta do you gotta. Oh well, then... I mean, the moment Dewey turns up, you're like, I don't think he's making it through this movie. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, no. you know, I don't think he's. Doing Except it. that was Amber that did it, right? I don't believe that she's that strong. Well, I. First off, she always has her hair down, and then she just tucks it in her little cape. Mm-hmm. And so that means it's never going to get in her way when she runs. But I'm sorry. Hair, I can't even sit at this computer without mm-hmm. the hair somehow like, getting in my face. So that drives me nuts when people have their hair down. Well, like, my my one thing when I went to watch the it the second time and stuff I saw, I'm like, okay, I like these killers or whatever. But I'm like, Amber's another Culkin, uh, Robert Small person. But this movie filmed it properly because... The angles they use, she actually is her legit height in the scene. She's supposed to be the killer. They film it cleverly. It worked like the Dewey scene where she's standing tall above him. It's not a really tall ghost face there. If you look at the surround, like it, it she's kind of she's short there. But they make her so aggressive and adrenaline infused. I can buy s- strength that we may not think she has just looking at her. Yeah, but that's why I I give the movie with. With Amber, like I, this movie for some reason I'm willing to give conceits of of things to, like the the retcon of, I'm Billy Loomis's daughter, I buy it, sure, okay, mm-hmm. he was a creep anyway, like he was yeah. he was a, he was a sex starved creep anyway, so possible this Amber being the killer, technical proficiency of the film wise, it checks out like just the way Ghostface looks when she's supposed to be it. And like one of the people she and kills, he's really hot, huh? And he's really attractive. Like, I'm sorry, there's plenty of women he would have been able to sleep with back then. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an attractive man back then. Well, he still is to this day. Let's be real. Um, well, I mean, Billy well, Loomis, the, the actor, but still, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and they I, say I, the the mom was attracted to him already, even though she was already with the dad person. So. Which makes sense too, because he's the hot bad boy off mm-hmm. on the side, dating somebody else or like interested in somebody else. I mean, girls would want him. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I, I, yep. I that fully tracks. He probably knocked up. I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad if like four more kids showed up and be like, "We're all Billy too." <laughs> I'd be like, "I believe it." Like, sign me up to get on the Billy train. It could have been. It could have been virgin. She wasn't putting out. Yep. So he was getting it somewhere. Yeah, it could have been yeah. the night he left her window after the PG thirteen relationship. Honestly, like again. High school kids do that shit. Like yep. that is what they, they do. They get it from their girlfriends. They do lying, like cheating things, or like gay men do that all the time. They see one guy and then run off to somebody else that night. Yep. Like it's just, it tracks. So like not mad about any nope. of not, not mad about any of those secrets. Um, and I like that at the end they make the point of saying like, "Oh come on, your mom's a drunk. It's pretty easy to right. find." <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, I I appreciate there's a like a level of self awareness that this movie had, but it didn't Mm -hmm. seem like it was um, forced or or Mm -hmm. contrived. It just seemed like no one really wanted to pay attention to it. But when you're in those small towns, everybody talks, but also because they live in it, you don't really want to. You don't really think about it the way outsiders would, Mm -hmm. because it's not Mm -hmm. weird to them. They're like, oh, that's just you know. The drunk, like, like, didn't she like knock uh, get knocked up by that serial killer? 
wait, was that a thing? Like, I feel like it's just common knowledge that like people don't think of as a thing there because it's a part of this weird town history. So it all makes sense. But from an outside looking in, so yeah, Amber, Amber tracking down that information makes sense. It makes sense that the kids wouldn't be really aware of that or anything else because Mm -hmm. why should they be? So I appreciate all that. Um, but yeah, especially my the mom was getting issue. drunk because her husband left, right? Because he found out, you know, when Sam was 13. So he bounced because, what, she was reading the diary or confronting her mom about it. So he's yep. like, I'm And leaving, he was which, in the room. But he wasn't which, supposed to hear it. I'm sorry. I blame him for just leaving. Right. Something that happened in high school. I don't blame the kid, but there's issues they got to work out, right? So then the mm-hmm. mom's always, yeah, that totally makes sense. She would just run her mouth and be like, well, you know, he left me because he found out about it. I mean, this movie does a really good job of, like, tying things up and, like, bringing things together in the story as well. Like I said about four, I just feel like where I struggle with this movie a little bit is it sometimes it's a bit expositional and it just is a little talky. Yeah, okay. Fair. That, that is just, but I, not bad, but they're really trying to accomplish a lot. And yeah. again, I can't criticize it because look who's talking literally too much. Um, So, like, I can't complain about a movie being too expositional when I'm just... Uh, yeah when it's me but um but it does kind of run that thing but my one issue with this movie that drives me crazy is judy's death in the middle of the air i have that yeah the broad daylight like if she killed if she killed judy second and runs off okay but she goes back in the house and judy's just body outside yeah, but not only that, while she's driving aggressively back to the house, she already called all the sheriffs and everybody, like deputies, everybody yeah. to get to her house. So how slow is this town right. that she can be like wherever she is, which it's not that big, that she can't drive back to her house and get to the front porch and get aggressively stabbed. And have her son get killed after he's casually, casually Cash- through the house um, before the other cops get there. I don't get it. It's the like, fa- it's a fast her- it's yeah. a fast and furious six runway. It it, it it's yeah. Going. That is that is my like. I love her death. I love how brutal it is. It's devastating. It is shocking. But I just that timeline does not work. It's weird. She called cops. And Wes dies way too slowly, and they, she's lying in open air. And I can't imagine in that neighborhood there's not somebody strolling down the street, walking their dog. I mean, it's gritty, but her part of town isn't gritty. Um, she she, she should have at house. least got killed inside the house. Yeah. Or something, but like, or killed Wes first. But I, I do like with Wes there, they film it like Barrymore in the original. Like the camera sweeps and stuff look very much yep. like Drew Barrymore's yep. scenes in the original, which is really cool. And then his stabbing in the neck is like, oh, oh I can't watch. And that it's Amber. Hard. It's Amber. Their height. Yeah. Look at their height. They are like right there. Like they are not fucking. They're not making an eight foot tall ghost face in this like other movies. That's it's it's truly Amber right there. Um, you know what else bothers me though about Sheriff Judy is she all of a sudden has this freaking kid, but you never hear. Her mentioned him in four, which is eleven years ago. I mean, she's making lemon squares for Dewey. I don't know if she was trying to find a new baby daddy, but it's like, oh my god! That's the only thing you think about was like, she had a kid, so I was trying to do the math. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like she was really hitting on like 
Yeah, I thought she was hitting on him. Maybe she wasn't. Well, maybe she's she was probably like, a single mom this whole time. Yeah. So you can, yeah. Single mom can hit. Baby, and I was like, well, uh, okay. All right. Oh, well, we aren't supposed yeah, to know a lot about Judy. She's supposed to be a suspect in the fourth one. So. All right. Well, yeah, they do a good job making her a suspect. But yeah, that's well, that's true. We couldn't, yeah, find out that she had a kid. She was, she was also right. killed in one of the original scripts of the fourth one, too. So she had um she had yeah, she had a five year old when the when four was happening. Yeah. So fascinating to think that Judy was acting that way with a five year old at home. Who was the babysitter back then? <laughs> now I want to know who Wes's Jill. babysitter was. It was it was <laughs> Sam Carpenter. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, they talked oh, about her fascinating. babysitter. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. See, it's all woven in. So Sam was act yeah, when the murders were happening back then, and Jill is so celebrated. She wouldn't have cared about um Sam and Billy being her baby daddy or anything like that in the town. So yeah, that all that all makes sense that yeah. all these years later yeah. it would be now a thing. Yeah, I, I think Wes Craven would like so he's named after Wes Craven. Like I said, I, I love that they they film it like Drew Barrymore and it, it complete with like the fake outs and loud obnoxious foley sounds for no reason, like when he's making the stuff. Yeah. Um I think Wes Craven would have got a kick out of that because he was kind of a devious little guy that was like, you know, didn't you know, would have liked killing him seeing him his own self dead after being dead uh himself. He would have thought he got a kick out of that. He also at the end of the movie it says for Wes. And one yeah. of the coolest things they do about that is they put these like little bird sounds around it because he was big in ornithology, and that was a tribute to that. He also he wrote books and stuff on that too. He's a big bird watcher, so um, that was fun. But yeah, that that broad daylight scene's just like I don't because she's know stabby, stabby, about the, right? It's loud. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. Not like just a quick. It's on the it's sidewalk fun. leading up to that. It's not under the porch. It's not every. Yeah. It is out like. Apparently, there's always a nosy neighbor. Every or neighbor someone driving by. Neighbor, yes. Nobody drove by. Nobody drove by. Or someone's like, oh, fuck that. Well, that's true. I was going to say bystander effect. Like, everybody's like, wait, is somebody dying? I'm sure somebody called the police already. If the, wait, sheriff, can't, if the sheriff can't stop that person, what chance do I have? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I'm... I'm just I'm, shut the curtains like... No, well, okay. Actually, let's be real for a second. Let, let's break this down okay. in reality. If you were in your house across the street and you heard the noise, you opened up your blinds and you saw that happening, what would you act? You would probably call the police. Well, the police were already called. Would you run outside and say, stop doing that? I don't know. Well, so, today's climate, you go film it. Yeah. Sorry, can't help. The, wor- <laughs> the people are... Yeah. That's what they're like. Doing. I don't know. I'd like, I mean, or is this town that desensitized from so many murders over yeah. the years? I, yeah, yeah. they like, oh, fuck, we're back to this again. I think they want to, they want to shock us, but they, it, it just, there's like, I, I, I bet there's like, I just hope people go with this. You know, there's doorbell yeah. cameras that caught it and it'll be it's up more online. Of, it's not so much like her getting stabbed out in broad daylight isn't as much of a bother as it is. She already called the cops but on her way back to her house, meaning they should have been arriving around the same time as her. If she never called the cops on her thing and then did it, if there were bystanders taking video or calling the cops, that all tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it was just more that she already called the cops in a panic to get back home. And it wasn't a quick turnaround to get back home. And I just don't know what the cops were doing while she's on her way back. And that's my only issue. Um, And yes, they should have killed Wes before. Yeah. Uh, They should have killed Wes before. Um, Although, to be fair, to be fair... Was what I mean, we saw Wes get killed mm-hmm. after, but do you think he could have gotten killed before? Would they just like filmed it, like, or we did they just got edited? Like, I don't know for some reason. I feel like that death, like, Judy might not have been home, like, the killer could have already killed Wes and then jumped out and attacked Judy. Yeah, that's it what just, I'm saying. Yeah, if yeah. He's, already, he's already dead, it's too late for her. And we see she's like, oh, she's going to go in there and find the bowl on the front porch. And then the yeah. killer runs off. Yeah, I think I think honestly, I feel like Wes was already dead. It just we saw Judy die first because that just fit the flow of the movie better. Yeah. But yeah, I believe that Wes was already well, dead. because We weren't expecting Judy to get it first. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I think we expected Judy's going to save her son or like she's going to be too late or so, like I, it just it's surprise like yeah it just that that scene there's just it works and i think that it's well acted it's shocking it's brutal it's it's well filmed mm-hmm. everything works but when you think about it it just there is you have to start and that was ex- something since the first time i saw this movie that i was like okay. yeah that that's my big issue with this movie yep. is that doesn't actually work but because again Thanks to the cast and how it's filmed and how it's like how it it's all put together. Yep. I accept it because it's just it's a good time and they didn't waste it. Like if they're gonna do it, they went all out. Fine. Yeah. Um. And like. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. The, and one thing I like too is, um, like I, I said about this movie what i liked is you know they weren't they didn't fully hand over the last one i mentioned that a few times this one like has this dynamic of the sister relationship that really adds weight to it that's not there yeah. in like the previous movie like there there's stuff there between Jenna Ortega and um Melissa Barrett that is just where it, it's crux like it's it's like these two have to work their differences out despite all these killings going on it adds an extra layer to thing to a lesser extent and more comedic one the meeks twins and what what's happening in this movie with these new characters why they work so well and why i think they work you know the best group since scream 2 is we know what these people mean to each other like we understand their relationships they're allowed to they carry this movie i mean everybody comes in later dewey joins in to you know write them off to, to Obi-Wan Kenobi them for a little bit. And then, you know, Sydney pops in very late. Gail pops in very late just to kind of observe the way to the end. But this is allowed to be their movie. We're allowed to see them interact, get their histories, um, see them talk to each other, go over the suspects things without the adult in the room. A lot of the time too, like it's allowed to push forward. And I know this dynamic of this group and what they they do, even like a Vince, we we know it adds to another character, and we kind of get who he is a little bit more, and it's allowed to just like settle on those rather than just hit up all reliables here, um, and I, that's why I think it's really strong about this movie. How about the fact that Sydney has a family now? Mm-hmm. 
with she's Mark. Yeah. She married Mark Kincaid. Patrick Dempsey, whatever from the third one. That's yeah. weird, but like, that's cool, whatever. I guess he just stuck around yeah. and kept trying. Yeah, where was he in the fourth movie? Mark Kincaid. Like... Not mentioned. Yeah. Um, and and it was funny, like, Neff Campbell, until she did a convention uh, later on, uh, didn't realize that that was a thing. <laughs> She's like, oh, I just read my lines. I didn't realize Mark was Hilarious. referring to that third movie. Um, but I, you know, I did the first time. The second, just because we, I just watched three recently. I'm like, nah. He's the he lucky. Mark he's the lucky exception to the rule because at the end of Scream, there's four standing. There's Dewey, Gale, Sydney, and Randy. Randy bites it in the next one. At the end of Scream Two, there's four standing. Dewey, Gale, Sydney, Cotton Weary. The next one. Cotton's gone. Scream three, Dewey, Gale, Sydney, Mark. Mark. Scream four, so, Dewey, Gale, Sid- Sydney, and Deputy Judy. Deputy Judy's gone. Wow. Oh, interesting. Mark yeah, Mark made it. Mark survived the fuck Mary kill, and he just got the fucking Mary. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like. He, he he didn't he didn't uh, he should have died in Scream four, but alas. So wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, like it did seem kind of odd that like all of a sudden he's like besties with like the like that he was kind of an odd choice to be at the final four. Yeah. Of, well, of they weren't three, sure like, whether they're going to yeah. kill him or not in that movie. There was cuts where he died. There was cuts where yeah. he made it. So there's this oh the final scene where he was in it and wasn't in it like. You know, he pops out of a doorway and goes, hey, you guys want to watch a movie? You can easily cut him out and not know he was even there. <laughs> like, Which, I mean, I appreciate that she married him after that. Because if you're going to do it, like, it's nice to have a pay, like, yeah. 22 years later. Yeah. Like, that all pay off. That one little moment paid off 22 years later. 22 hey, guys, want to watch later. a movie? Turn into a lifetime love. Like, I mean, I like that. I, I, I. My my cynical heart accepts that. Or maybe she never got with him until recently. Like she, because the kids weren't that old, and he wasn't around for the fourth one. So maybe it was after the book yeah. they got together. Maybe. Although would he? Yeah, but let how? Her go back, not let her go back to Woodsboro. I don't know. Maybe he just likes to check in on her. And after what happens in four, he's like, "Holy crap, you almost died again. This is crazy. Uh, let's do it." <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder how they stayed in touch over the years mm-hmm. because, yeah, it would have been a 22 year thing, and she was pushing a stroller, so it's a, it was a new, like a young child that she had. Yeah. So, what were they doing in that 22 years? I want the movie, I want the movie of their love story. I want the Mark and Kate, Sydney Prescott love story. Yeah, somebody give me that movie. Paramount, Paramount Plus could give us that as a series. I'm surprised. So we... I know they got kids, and he probably had to stay back and watch them for the story. Like, but wouldn't he show up too in Woodsboro to like try to protect her because he followed the story forever? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, true. Filming yeah. purposes, whatever, blah, blah, mm. blah. But like, I kind of wish. I wonder if they've even asked Patrick Dempsey if he wants to do it. You know, you're still alive in the screen burst. And he's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, do you know that your character's reference again? What, yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. I've filmed multiple yeah. scenes. I don't know if I actually lived or died. I never watched it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I will say, um, so three of our last four killers in the last two movies have been Nepo Babies. Did you notice that? 
You got you got a Culkin, you got the Roberts, and you got the Quaid. I don't think um, the girl who plays Amber is a nepotism baby, but she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that cast a lot of nepotism babies. Mm. So there's that factor. But yeah. Um, huh. There's that, yeah. And yeah, I, I do like the OG characters are... Dewey does bite it, but they're smart in all their moves in this. Like, Sydney finds Jack Quaid literally talking to her on the phone in the closet. Like, she stumbles on him, but she goes right to it, shoots the closet, and that is the killer in there. Like, he's literally on the phone talking to her. So. Yeah. Um, but I like his reveal. Like, it's it's sly, and then he changes, and he gives his explanation, and I buy into it. Like, i like, okay, yeah. this. Granted, this is an extreme version, but we're watching a fucking movie where ex- people take things to extremes. Like, that's where, where you can believe into it, and um, and you know, I'm sure, like, but this movie, Greg, do you remember this movie when it came out in the theater? It was like people liked this movie, it was really yeah. going over well, and then it fucking like Paramount plus it after a month, and all the internet people saw it, like, yeah, it's like you're you're mad because that you're the people that um they're talking about in this fucking movie, yeah. And anybody who went out of their way to see it, I think, appreciated it overall. And then those who like conveniently stumbled upon it are the ones who wanted to tear it apart. <laughs> and, then, and then when Halloween Ends came out, and it was like, "Hey, you're the people scream earlier this year was warning fuckers about." Like, <laughs> you're the you're the people that yeah scream. And then it came up like many times throughout the year talking about Scream Five, like being like, "You're the people like yeah, this is this was Scream Five, so I can talk about folks." Um, but yeah, and um. I do have a question with this movie. So we're at like what stab eight? They have eight of them by the time this yes. comes out. Okay, who finished stab three? That's what I've wondered that so many times. <laughs> who they was the f- they, who finished stab three? But they said that they ended up scrapping the one right and yeah. they were doing Hollywood murder, whatever Gail's book was, Hollywood. Did murders they? or Hollywood mystery? Well, they made the movie about that and the return to Woodsboro. Never happened. Oh, did it? I thought, yeah. No, I knew Return to Woodsboro didn't happen. But what what became of the new Stab Three, which would then lead into Four? Like, I'm just so confused. Is like, I'm just confused because you. I think you were the one that pointed out, Jessica, that um, uh, Four said something about like using the real names. Like, oh, after Three, they had to stop using the real names. So So what was was basically Scream Three? I think they made Stab Three, Scream Three. Okay. So, so, so what, so Stab 3 was about killings that happened on a movie set as well? Yes, because Gail wrote a third mm. book. She wrote whatever, the Woodsboro murders, and she did the college, I forget what they're called, sorry. Uh, the college, Windsor whatever. College murders? Yes, murders, oh, yeah. and then the murders in Hollywood or Hollywood okay. murders. So her first three books all became Stab movies. And five's about time travel. We've heard that twice. Hilarious. Four so and five. Well, okay, so when four takes place, they're already in stab eight. Yeah, because um, stab, wait, four, stab seven seven is where, because it's six and seven in the opening of four. So does that mean stab eight is about scream four? No. Is is stab eight the one they called 
Stab Eight's twenty twenty one or something or am I no Stab Eight's the one that is like a deconstruction of it all by Ryan Johnson. That's the one. Oh, that's oh. right. So that one is that. So here's what's interesting is the killers in five are wanting to create their own movie because that's how it's good. Mm-hmm. Like because like you have to base it on real things. Then why did they had real ghost face material? 11 years prior that never got turned into a movie though. So how do these people think that now they're going to be the ones that actually get the movie because they're bringing back like a secret from the past. So they think their plot, but then technically like Jill being a cousin of Sydney, that's a great story. Yeah. About like, Oh, some cousin pretended to be goat. Like that would make an interesting stab movie. So well, now there's all these podcasts and Reddit subreddits or whatever, the dreaded, the internet, I don't think that was all as popular, I guess, maybe in 2011. It wasn't. But now they could put it out there to motivate people to create a better movie yeah. versus depending on Gail to write a book or someone to get it out in the press. I don't know. Well, they were actually. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. They were going to, like, the funny thing is with the Stab 8, they were. Uh, Kirby's scene written for this movie. Uh, was going to be in the YouTube when he was watching the YouTube and stuff, and it was going to be her interviewing Ryan Johnson about Stab Eight, and he was he was oh. on board. They couldn't find Hayden Pantieri till oh. later. She contributes a voice to the Four West thing, um, but that was all they could get her for because they hadn't they weren't able to find her in time. But there was supposed to be her um, on YouTube talking with Ryan Johnson about Stab Eight, and he was on board. They just couldn't find her. They have a thumbnail, but that, that's what they—that's all they could do because they, they didn't do. They didn't have her. To I film love in time. that they have Ryan Johnson basically saving him from all the Star Wars fans trying to eat him alive. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah. But no, they did—they did very clever things with all that with the subtle Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's good. I mean, there, there's fun Easter eggs all over this, especially the party scene, like when you get Jamie Kennedy going. Somebody's old dad is kicking us out, like. <laughs> And different th- different things. Um, Matthew Lillard has some voices in there. Yep. Um, they, uh, Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. She's the principal's voice uh, telling everybody to the curfew and everything. Um, yeah, they have they have all sorts of fun. They try to get uh, Rose McGowan. Of course, she did not want to because why? Oh. Because Weinstein's. I'm like, they're not making a dime off this movie. Uh, but they um, they yeah they cleverly put stuff uh, all over the place. And I, I do like playing with some of the tropes of the Scream movies. And I like when Amber reveals herself, just fucking shoots her in the head. Just like, but just, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I like that. Whoa. <laughs> like, holy See, shit. You're right. I th- that's when at the end, I can kind of believe it more, I guess, because mm-hmm. she she's just kind of this adrenaline. And even when she's trying to fake like, help me, I'm hurt. That's great. And then she tries to shoot yep. it like Sydney and Gail. She's like, all right, they're not buying it because it's, you know, again, they're how many fifth rodeo, like we get it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my gosh. That was, I, yeah. do, I do love her and her spazziness and her desperation. Um, like in the, the whole kitchen scene is fun. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I loved the all kitchen of it. scene. I love her stabbing the shit out of him. Like, oh, oh like it's, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> like it's such a, like a play on, what they've done, the tropes, and then like Jenna Ortega getting the last shot from off screen is cool. And yeah, I, I just the clever way they play around the house. I, yeah, they really nailed this finale good. And Jack Quaid getting 
every kicking everybody in the house because he's clearing it for his own disaster. And yeah. It's so good. And then Amber fucking with the, the well, the Meeks with the basement with the beer. Yeah. Where she's like, what if I am, but I am the killer. And she's like really talking to the, like, it's so the in your faceness of what these two killers do is great. Like I, I enjoy, it's so fun to rewatch because of these two having these moments where I don't think four had that with those two. You don't, with Char- you don't really have that. Um, but yeah, I just, the, the, how much they're relishing in it and just, Jack Quaid. Also, the the when he pulls out the thing, I, I can't believe this worked. Like, there's the so inhaler. much of their plan that is like you can tell has been improv. They like, didn't go the way they wanted for some of it, but then I think the hospital thing threw it off. Like General Kaga surviving the opening, yeah, threw it off. Maddox got to breathe, man. Mm-hmm. Although she desperately needed a prescription, she could have gone to any pharmacy if it was open and said, "Hey, I've been um, attempted murder." Yeah, you can pull my uh, prescription because if she had an inhaler, she does have a prescription yeah. somewhere. True, but that's oh, okay. and she's a Dawson's Creek fan, which I love the Scott Foley cameo through that. That's there. Oh yeah. Because it's like that would be great. Yeah, he would have started like Dawson's Creek and moved up to a director, right? That could have, that could have happened. The the Roman Bridger thing, but yeah, I yeah, I I really have a lot of fun with this one. I still do. Like I've probably seen it like seven times now. Like you, have, <laughs> like you said, Greg. I saw it twice in the theater. I watched. I did the Blu-ray review when it or the 4K review when it came out, and I've watched it. I watched it twice for before this. Um, once as background, but. Still, I love. The I feel like I've watched it yeah. once a week this year. I feel like I've just put it on like a lot this this time already because mm-hmm. I know I watched it. Like I had it on today. I know I had it on last week. I know I had it on the week before that. Um, I watched it on a plane ride uh, when mm-hmm. I was in, going to Cancun for the wedding over New Year's. I watched it on either there or back mm-hmm. one of them. Um, so yeah, I just it is fun to like put on, but it's just. But it is a heavier, grittier movie when it comes to it. And I think the exposition is is not as much fun to rewatch because it's not as snappy as maybe the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because once you know certain stuff about like like the whole reveal scene between um, Tara and Sam about like, oh, Billy's my father thing. It's just like, OK, I already know this. Like, let's get to it. Um, so like, like certain parts like that, I feel like drag a little bit upon rewatches, but the parts that I do love on it, I actually want to focus on more so than I do in like three or four where I can just put it on. None of it really seems to drag, but none of it really captures my attention. This one, it'll be like, I'm not really paying attention and I have to look, um, Which I like. So I want that movie. Yeah. And and the final end scene I do, that's a, such a shit show. Mm-hmm. And just like from when Olivia shows up and everybody like is throwing around blame. And for one second, you're like, is Olivia the killer? Wait a second. Yeah. No, they, they really make you wonder <laughs> about do. all of them. Like you're like, ah. it, it was good. And then like Amber shoots her. And then you're like, all right, this is getting out of hand. And just Sam. I mean, I will always love a moment where somebody just finally stabby, 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 stabby. Like, I feel like if I were in that situation and there was somebody like if I were on top of a killer like that who just massacred loved ones and everything else, I would probably take that knife 
and make them unrecognizable after. Like, I just, I, I just feel like I wouldn't want to take chances and I would be adrenaline. So I like that she did that. Um, and you don't really see that in horror movies. And I like that both Tara and Sam got the final kill shot. Like they yeah. both got one killer each. Well, so Sam cleaned the knife too. Yeah. Did she choke so, him so, first before she went and stabbed up? I can't remember. Like how oh, no. um, she, Billy she would grabbed do it. it and stabbed. She stabbed him through the face. Yeah. Oh. And then like and then like stabbed him and then slit his throat to let him slowly die out. Nice. And and you know what's cool about Sam is she's allowed to be a legit suspect in here and the visions of Billy help because you're like, maybe we're dealing with an unreliable narrator. Yeah. Which would be a kind of a cheat, but fine, but it's good there for a red herring the first time you watch it. Like, it, it works there for that. Which I, 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 like, I like this character of Sam a lot. So I was like, I'm down for more of you. It's funny because of all the YouTube rabbit holes I fall down and fall into, I will say of five, the most divisive thing about it is Sam. There's a lot of people who don't like her out there. I don't like, get it. Like, I, yeah, I can't. I don't I think my I think the only issue is is because she's responsible for so much exposition. Okay. And I think that's why well no, like that's what I'm assuming for because okay. I like her. I'm not mad at it. I just for me when she's on screen, it's just like, oh, here we go again. Like, but then when she actually gets to do stuff, I'm like, yes, do it. It's just I think for other people, like Tara gets action tara gets pain tara gets sympathy tara is written as a more dynamic character because she doesn't have to have all this weight and backstory Mm. and history and visions that sam unfortunately does Mm. so by default i feel like tara is automatically going to be the more interesting character because you already are invested in tara from the opening scene great performance she's the victim she over she beat the odds she broke the norm of surviving you already love her, Sam. It takes longer for you Sam to like. Sam doesn't have a lot of jokes. She's on yeah. edge for majority of the runtime, but Sydney kind of on edge, but she's a little bit fluffier in the original scream with it and through it with her. She gets to have some jokes and some stuff, and like I mean, Sam's, you know, like what am I a piece of fucking fan fiction? Am I being tortured with fan fiction and all that stuff? But like, I don't know. I I still I I like her. I'm I'm down. I'm on board for more of her and I'm more of the rest of the survivors here with this one. Like I was, I told you after I saw this, I'm like, I can see a scream with none of the original characters coming back now because I've got these, this group I can follow. And you know, when people are going into scream six, like, Oh no, no, no scream. I'm like, did you see the last one? We're in good hands. The, the kids they have passed the keys off to and all this Gail's coming back. That's fine. That actually, you know, Greg, you've pointed out to me that that makes sense because this is Gail's realm, solving mysteries, doing that. Sydney's not going out looking for more murders or more, you know, mysteries. Gail is. Right. That's yeah. her. Yeah. And, so, and. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you talk. No, you go. No, it's just the twins. I just was so confused with like, because I thought the brother had died of the Meeks, uh, the Meeks brother. Yeah. And even the sister, but they both survived. They both survived. And. So she just laying on the floor the entire time, just holding her stomach wound. Because wasn't she like stabbed in the living room? Yeah. Yes. Stabbed. So she's like, I'm just going to be over here. Or did she get stabbed the same way Kirby did to kind of set up that Kirby comes back so no mm-hmm. one can like throw a fit about it? 
I mean, uh, uh, I mean, they they rolled her out, but here's the they thing. Roll them, yeah, they both come out, so. Again, if Tara could survive, yeah, 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 yeah. I have very little issue with anybody right. else. I mean, in, in the first movie, Dewey gets stabbed, and then we're like, oh, he's dead, and then they roll him out. The second yeah. movie, Dewey gets stabbed a bunch, like, really bad, and then we're like, oh, he gets rolled out. So it's a tradition of Scream that somebody gets rolled out. That was supposed to be the surprise in one of the endings for four that we don't get to see till uh. what would be the next movie, who was getting rolled out, Sydney or Kirby. Um mm. And I'm we're just we'll just assume Scream 4's rollout is Kirby. That's okay. who the I'm still there. Where's Gail? <laughs> yeah. Uh that one. Um so Scream Five, we get the Meeks twins. It's yeah, I'm not mad at that. And again, um she wasn't uh the she wasn't stabbed too much like the twin, she wasn't stabbed too aggressively. I've not survived that one. I don't, I feel like, wait, wasn't that kill interrupted too? I feel like she, yeah, it was that, during pandemonium. Yeah. 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 That kill was interrupted. So like they couldn't even finish off the twin and like both twins couldn't she really just get laid finished there, like, off. Oh, people are still dying. I'm going to just pretend I'm already <laughs> dead. Well, what else would she get? But here's what I think is really funny. Well, Oh no, never mind. It's not even funny. It tracks because bitch, she was stoned off her ass. So, like, <laughs> Like everybody else has all this adrenaline yeah. going. Like, well, and and way like Amber can kill the the bigger jock Meeks because she gets him in the leg where he's gonna believe. Like he can't yeah. he can't fucking move. Like yeah. she's now overpowered. It's the, the placement of the stab. She's now the stronger one in the fight because, yeah. So they act, they're so clever with how they utilize Amber, where, you know, other she did films have it. Way more. She did yeah. way more than Richie. Because like he's way around. Way. The only time, yeah, Richie has a lot of the hospital stuff. There's like two ghost faces in the hospital, and like then he's away when Sam just runs off from the the Meeks and leaves him. He's by himself. But like I, I, I yeah, I don't. Well, Richie, Richie, Richie stabbed um, the the. I don't know the Meeks names. It, both of their names. The female twin. Um, she, uh, Richie stabbed her mm-hmm. because, um, Amber was like, I was with Tara. So like, it had to have been Richie who stabbed who came up and did the whole meta behind the couch thing with that twin. But like, who did Richie actually kill now that I'm thinking about it? Because I, Amber killed Dewey. Amber killed Olivia. Killed, I thought he killed Judy for some reason. Um, because that's like when him and Sam separated. Maybe. Yeah, it's like totally it's own, but... it's totally Amber. If you look at the height yeah, with Wes, yeah, Amber so, kills the most people in this movie. Yeah. Richie does not. Richie's kind of like the brains. So and he Amber's... handled the mic, making the phone calls. Maybe he did yeah. make phone calls. He made phone calls. He he's attacked. He killed uh, what's his face? Um 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 um. Your the guy you love uh, that you're friends with or your who wrote you? Oh, Gallner. Yeah, he killed. Yeah. Uh, he killed him. Nephew. Yes. Yeah. 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 He killed that guy. Otherwise, I don't think Richie really killed he, much other than like uh, hospital yeah. attacks. I think yeah. he does a couple of the hospital attacks. I think maybe he killed maybe he killed the officer that's laying on the ground in the hospital with his throat slit when they arrived so, at Terrace. Um yeah. He's yeah, he's cuz he's with Sam, so he can't yeah. do stuff 
a lot, but he's doing a lot of the setting up and putting people in place and oh. manipulate. He's doing a lot of the chess moves in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but like Amber really is the fiery one mm-hmm. that's just kill, 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 which is fun. Um, I like that for her. And um, she, is, she she meets the same demise as she does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in this movie as well. Right. She does. I, I love that. And you pass the torch. <laughs> and, uh, time to pass the torch. Gladly. And, yeah. yeah. That was great. I was wondering why. Well, the minute I saw them like do the spray and the whole like alcohol thing, I was like, hand sanitizer. On fire. Yeah. That's, yeah. I was like, somebody's catching on fire. I, I yep. just, and I, I liked how they did it, but you're right. I just, I don't feel like Sydney is really needed in these movies anymore because mm-hmm. what else is there for her to do? Why? Like, it's not like she's getting older. She's yeah. like a mother now. Like she's not trying to be a part of the action. She's not trying to capitalize on the action. There's literally, it's not it, it's shooting fish in a barrel like at this point like it's yeah. not interesting to get her even though we love her great we're and, not like saying she doesn't matter we're just saying like she's not a part of the story anymore and she's not really this one she's forced into it because of we- the Dude. weird fandom motive that brings yeah. her that they want her there but she's like never going to come there naturally and then Dewey right here is like Perfect. This is the perfect opportunity to often because, like, what more is he going to give us after? Like, we've seen him the first movie that you know, the second movie he's kind of just randomly there solving you know the mystery, some comic relief, and we remember him from the first movie. The third movie, he's doing the weird Hollywood thing. Fourth movie, now he's the sheriff of town. He's back, yeah. and then now you take it like, what more's left? Like they've really stretched Dewey beyond. You know, we love him. He's fun. He's one of the best parts of the thing. But, like, character-wise, aside from it being this lovable thing for David Arquette, they've stretched him as far as they can go. Um, yeah. Gail still and, has miles left, I feel. You know, oh, like, yeah. It's Gail weird. is fine. It's weird. Gail like, will eat this up for a long time. Plus, she's living in a fancy New York pet house right now. Like, mm-hmm. Gail doesn't have any attachment to Woodsboro anymore. Um, she probably is like, you know what? Sydney's going to do her thing. Like we're done. There's going to be a love and respect between the two of them after all the 25 years of hell that they endured together. And, um, they're, they're living separate lives, but Gail, yeah, Gail, like I said in, I forgot which episode of this, but I think Gail really is the most dynamic character of the entire franchise. If you think, if you look at it, yeah. Yeah, she really is. So I'll I'll never get. Courtney Cox is Lois Lane, so this is the best I can. This is the the even better oh. second place uh, because Courtney Cox would have been fabulous casting as Lois Lane, but uh, in some random Superman movie that happened. But we don't even know what she's doing in six yet because I no. mean, like she's living very fancy, so she might actually have uh, like a talk show. She might actually be like she's making bank right now, so something between. Well, she's on her TV show, but after five, I don't know if her career took off to a new, or she new... gave it up, she's got or what she did. Podcast. She's Wait, got, you know, lies. Um, uh, in five, well, five to six, it has been confirmed that it's only a six-month time gap. Leap. Oh, and Jenna Ortega um, has healed miraculously. Ooh. Yeah, I know. In six <laughs> months. Yeah. yeah. 
So, but yeah, it is only six months that have passed between Scream 1 or Scream 2022 and Scream 6, yeah. which is oddly abrupt. Like, you would think I a little have bit. A, more, I have a yeah. feeling with that and with our creators, they're going to want to make their own trilogy. We have our own new branch characters. Perhaps the killer or killers in the next one relate to Richie and Amber at somehow, and there's maybe a vast thing of fandom yeah. people. I don't know, but you know, I, I I going outside the scream box thinking at looking at these radio silence guys that do this, that's what it's called, right? Radio silence, is that their group? They're probably focused on now that they've did the legacy sequel thing now you go to the own thing and now the rules of the legacy sequel i don't think it's going to be the thing that but every time you have this legacy sequel and the first one's pretty well liked the next one's very divisive with people because it finally does its own thing it finally addresses things and you always get the devices people because it wasn't status quo safe and friendly again i don't think scream 2022 it falls into that because it's embracing tropes not because it is being that that makes sense but mm-hmm. i think we're probably up for a divisive opinion on this next one we haven't even seen it yet i've heard good things but like yeah that's where we're, we're heading to a decently liked movie here the next one probably divisive i'm gonna love it i think I, I'm, I'm looking i'm pumped for it so i i'm i've already i already have my tickets i'm ready to go i'm seeing 3d the first one in 3d there you go. Get, get ready for the there blood to come at you. there you go um do you think gail gail will make it through scream six Ooh, i think we think she dies but she doesn't i was thinking i'm like ah probably maybe opening kill and then they released the first like shot of her and i'm like i text i said it to greg i was like she's dead <laughs> it just looks so I'm by myself and ran. Then the trailer came out and she's with the group. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe not. So right away. But I, I like, don't think they're going to kill her because I feel like with no Sydney and taking a new direction, I don't think it's a bad thing to have Gail because mm-hmm. she's kind of built herself as she, she will always belong in it because the story doesn't me- like revolve around her. She makes a story about her type of thing. Yeah, she tells so a story think- about the events. She's the observer, yeah. the recorder, the historian. And at the end of five, remember Sydney's like, no more of this, no more of this, done. No, yeah. don't do this no more. So, well, yeah, thing. because how many times can Nev Campbell show back up being like another ghost face? All right, yeah, been here, give me the gun, like, walk in. It's just, we don't need an apathetic Sydney being like, ugh, uh, give me the gun, fine. Like, I don't care do. about any of these kids. Dewey's dead, which it's fine. I've done yeah. my job. I'm out. Sydney Prescott. Sydney Prescott's like Tony Stark is for the, like, <laughs> MCU Spider-Man movies. Or like, he didn't tip me well. I'm craving the Hunter now. Like, you know, that's... Kind yeah. of like like her who's is like a uh, boyfriend. Oh well, you kill my son. Oh well, I'm your but like I your knee. I'm your cousin. That is you know like that's you know they yeah. do well in explaining these things, but it's kind of like that's you know she rubs someone the wrong way for some reason, um, mm. and people are after her. So it was nice that this one really didn't have to do with her, other than there was a movie based on her life that did this with with stuff. So yeah. I think I think Gail will at least make it through seven. I mean, or at least make it to seven, and then yeah. they might offer uh, offer at the at the completion of this trilogy. Yeah. Um, because if they make it 
which I mean, there's no way they won't make it till seven. I feel like they've already locked in the next two movies. I, I think uh, so. I think there will be a seven yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, this one is already having advanced ticket sales that already is surpassing Scream Four. So therefore, well, Scream, yeah, it's set for a bigger opening than the last one too. So mm-hmm. that so. Like always, don't listen to the internet. People liked that movie, and they're gonna show up for this one. So, yeah. So, so seven is pretty much a guarantee. They already said they wanted to do a trilogy. Yep. We're getting seven. So, Gail probably will be offed at seven, and maybe the reason why Sydney makes an appearance is at a funeral, and then it's officially then eight, nine, ten become um. Eight, nine, and ten become a whole branch of whatever else, and no legacy is left. There you go. Do you think Gail will be a killer or Sydney? Will it ever no. happen? I think we're we're happening? past that. We're past yeah. that. Like that would have been something for like a three, four, or five, or three or four. But like I, no, I think we're past it. that. Yeah. Not what if they it. just snap it's and they're trying late. to save people? They're trying to no. save people, but they end yeah. up just actually killing more people than saving. No. Like superheroes, you know, little. Dewey might have worked for like this one, but like it's beyond the point of one of them doing it all. Yeah. The biggest yeah. shock would be if like Tara became the killer after surviving in the first one. Like that that I could see being like some really off the wall bold move. But I mean, there's no reason to make anybody who survived five of these um, become a killer now. It's well, just Sam that would be. Of it, but that's not all. She's not OG. Well, no, but that I mean, yeah. I'd be that's fine if, if Sam wanted to be a killer. If Tara, I that wouldn't bother me as much as like if Gail became a killer. Suddenly, be like, Ugh, that would make me yeah. kind of groan. I mean, I would find it interesting, but I would hate for that to be canon. Like, I would watch that movie. Yeah. I just would hate that it would be in the same universe that like Sydney, everybody else went through everything is so yeah make that movie for fun but don't put it a part of the official yeah gail's time to have been a killer would have been two or three like yeah like she got fed up like things weren't interesting enough and she wanted a new book or she or no in in uh in four she's um struggling to write oh yeah she could have yeah yeah. so maybe four she was struggling to write so she like spiced things up a bit and maybe she teamed up with jill being like Hey, Jill, you're Sydney's cousin. You think this all his attention is so great? How about we put the attention on you? So you're saying still better than Charlie. (laughs) Oh, I would have loved that movie if Gail and Jill were the killers. So that would have been dope. That would have been really interesting. Is Charlie our weakest killer of the entire series? Yeah, because he didn't. Yeah, he's there and he like gives But he did do all the deaths. Like he killed everyone. Well, he did kill everybody, but he didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um and also it was too weird of a reveal that um he was into Kirby and then mad at her that she finally all this time. But then he was still like in love with Jill, like we're together now. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like I thought you were fighting over Kirby, but then you're taking Jill as an afterthought, but then you killed for Jill. Yeah, like Yeah. I like I don't buy it's too messy. It's like a lot of stuff that earlier drafts had for like maybe Trevor and stuck yeah. there and like it, it yeah, it's yeah, th- like I said that Scream 2 and 3 definitely have our issues with the scripting and stuff, but that or earlier pieces not getting thought out for later rewrites occur in both those movies. Um but yeah, no Scream this one's just rock solid top top to bottom. Um, I know they what they 
they didn't let people know endings and they shot fake scenes for this one. Um, and Greg, I think you said the trailer intentionally had fake stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so some misdirects or something. So yeah. But I, I still think it's fascinating that movies have like have to budget in extra filming just for fake outs. You can do that with digital now. Definitely yeah, easier than wasting reels of film doing that's it. True. But um, yeah, no, I I think Scream 2022 uh, assembles. It's a legacy sequel that's most like has nostalgia and mostly fun in non-distracting ways, and it appreciates the history of the series as well as the state of horror. Really feels what the original three Scream movies were in that they were a reflection or in a deconstruction of the genre or a trend in film while also being passionate about it at the same time, which Scream 4 has some of that. I'm not saying take away, but these like feel it to me more than the fourth one does when in terms of the scope of what Scream is for horror more than just like the continuation of a Scream saga or what do we call it a saga in Scream or what do we? Fast I think it is, has fast to be a saga. saga, yeah, saga. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but we're up to date. Next is up is uh, Scream Scream VI or Scream. I think that the, the, the title treatment is so clever with the with the way they did the six in the M. Like the, the marketing has been amazing for Scream Six. Like the poster, really someone got word to them that the poster weren't got great for Scream Five, so they are. Every week, there's some clever, awesome poster coming out for Scream 6. Like, I have been in love with all these posters. I thought the yep. teaser on the subway was cool. I like oh, the, the trailer. It was like, oh, shit, this looks really good. And and it's taking that, like, some people are like, Ghostface with a shotgun. I'm like, why not do something different? But I don't understand they the They use guns in the end of but every movie. They have guns. <laughs> yeah. They use guns. They throw people off buildings. They do. Ghostface blew up a house. Ghostface has done a lot of different crap before. I don't understand why a shotgun is too far now. Like, if you look at every kill, not mm-hmm. every kill was done with a knife. Yeah. I don't get it. I just don't get why a shotgun was an issue. And it wasn't like Ghostface showed up with a shotgun. He took he it took from the, the guy. Uh, yeah. He took it. Yeah. Well, I love like, to complain. Ugh. Like, if he showed up with a shotgun, then you'd be like, all right, this seems a little bit much for Ghostface. But no, Ghostface uses what is available. That is part of Ghostface. You show up with a knife, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, then take the damn gun and use it. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem like, solved. I don't get these people. They're, they don't like things that they haven't seen before. It always drives them nuts. When a new idea is introduced, until that new idea becomes an old idea, it's not okay. Like that's, that's weird. That's what happens because I do being a fan of, of a celebrating 60 years this year, Doctor Who programming, when new ideas are introduced, fan people from sides I luckily have cleared myself from get all up in arms and all pissy, but will report back like the Bible, something that happened 20 years into the show's run that changed things. But that's how it, I'm like, you know, that was made up and added then too, right? Like all your fiction is made up. <laughs> And the things you will go by were once weird too. Like it's, oh, like. But it's still unusual objects have been used before, right? So that's that's where I draw a line. It's not like this is the first time that it's now not a knife. 
But it's not no. like he's walking so, out the garage door, right? Like, yeah. It's I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't understand. Like okay, he blew I, up I, a I, house <laughs> in the third one. They blew up a house yeah. to kill one person. To kill one person. One, they well, blew actually, up he blew himself up. He shouldn't have. Well, that's you know, true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a jigsaw yeah, death. It was like a jigsaw death. I didn't kill him. Which is, I, I still like it. So, yeah. and again, if Tatum didn't go through the damn doggy door, then maybe she would have lived. We don't know. So I don't understand why people think that him with a shotgun is different when Ghostface with a shot or when Ghostface with a different object than a knife is not different. Therefore, anytime Ghostface has hey, something that is not what, a knife, you accept well, it. In one, They were foreshadowing it because in one of the stab movies in this one, they had a flamethrower. So yeah, they're like, "Hey, Ghostface, gonna use different weapons, y'all." Yeah, maybe. I just, I again, I think I would have an issue. Maybe no, I wouldn't even have an issue because I'm not that person. But if maybe Ghostface starts showing up with those weird things, mm-hmm. but again, shotgun used by somebody else. Ghostface took shotgun. Okay, accepted. Yeah, just I think that's just where I get where people are like it's frustrating. If Ghostface just showed up at like a school and just used a shotgun or like. Or like in in Scream Two, if Ghostface showed up at Windsor College and used the shotgun, it would be weird, but not the case. So mm-hmm. showing up and taking somebody's shotgun and then using it to protect themselves, yeah, Ghostface right. is trying to live as well. It's self defense. You don't want it to be self defense for a killer, but guess what? Same theory applies. Two mm-hmm. sides of the coin are trying to survive. Will it be the one that's trying to kill though, or the one that's trying to like sur- like it just? Yeah. They're oh, both, okay. so I don't know. It's frustrating, but and guess what? In the trailer, nobody's complaining about somebody going across a ladder between buildings or whatever. Uh, the thing, guess what? Ghostface maybe might drop that ladder and not stab him. Uh oh, he killed somebody with knocking off a ladder. Is that worse than a shotgun that he stole? Like he's whoa. walking around yeah. with gravity, just like oh, yeah. somebody uses <laughs> gravity to take them all down. Yep. Uh-oh. Like, so, yeah, yeah. If Ghostface became a ghost, literally, like I know, it, <laughs> I, I always know what you did last summer or Urban Legend Bloody Mary, I would maybe start having issues with this franchise if they went the supernatural route like these other movies. But until they've that done happens, so well not to do it so far. Yeah, until that happens, I don't care what random object Ghostface kills with because Ghostface is human and trying to kill and Ghostface continues to get better at using um, uh, uh, vests and other protection devices to Mm -hmm. save themselves so they're not getting shot. Like each time Ghostface learns something new to improve their kills Mm -hmm. and stay human. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's what we'll talk about in the next episode. So, uh, before we get to that, uh, Jessica, where can people keep up with you? Over on Twitter at JN Allsman and Instagram at Jessica Allsman. Cool, Greg. And I'm on all social media platforms at The McGoonies. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Brandon4KUHD, written work on YSOBlue.com. Next week, Scream 6, the first time in consecutive years since 1986-97, Scream 1 and 2, that we've had consecutive Scream movies in years. So that's cool. So until then, stay film positive. And go see Scream 6, because we're probably just going to talk spoilers. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.